Jesus does not give us the luxury, the option to hate our enemies. There are former Muslims that have died in America because someone in their family turned on them. I don't see how we're going to escape this persecution. I think we need to just get ready for it in our mind. The New Testament never calls us to plant churches, but in a lot of ways, over 200 times, calls us to make disciples. What Jesus calls you to do, he equips you to do. What Jesus has called Tom Doyle to do is to help build his church in some of the toughest places on earth and to share the amazing stories of Muslims choosing to follow Jesus Christ, even when it costs them. Tom will share more about what God is doing in the Middle East and how we can pray for Christians there this week on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. My name is Todd Nettleton. I'm glad you're with us this week. We're going to continue our conversation with Tom Doyle. If you were with us last week, you met Tom and you know a little bit about him and about his work in the Middle East. And if you weren't with us, you can log on to vomradio.net and listen to that conversation again. I encourage you to do that. Tom Doyle is the vice president and Middle East director for E3 Partners, working to equip, evangelize, and establish churches in the Middle East. You can learn more about that work at their website, e3partners.org. That's uh, the letter E, the number three, and then partners.org. Tom is also the author of numerous books, including Dreams and Visions, which tells the story of Christians coming to Jesus in the Middle East through dreams and visions, and his latest book, which is called Killing Christians, Living the Faith Where It's Not Safe to Believe. You can order copies of both Dreams and Visions and Killing Christians when you click on the store link on our website, vomradio.net. Tom's a great communicator. I'm really glad that he could be back with us this week. Tom Doyle, welcome back to the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. Great to be with you, Todd. Thank you. Let's start this week with a little more about Islam, Tom. What do most Americans misunderstand about Islam in the media, sort of in our national consciousness? What do we need to understand about Islam that we really don't? You know, I think from watching the television, you'd think everybody's radicalized in that. And look at how many Muslims have been killed by ISIS and uh, because they don't— study the Quran enough or don't pray their way or don't have their theological belief. And so they have their heads cut off too. And so, you know, we've just uh, looked at different mission groups and they estimate that around the world, about 60% of Muslims really don't even practice. They were just born Muslim, probably haven't even read the Quran. So the majority are not practicing, even though they're in that culture, they may be pushed into submission out of fear but then maybe 30% practice, and you know what? They would be good neighbors. They're peaceful. Maybe 8 to 10% believe in the jihadist mentality. Don't all practice that. 
Because if, say, 10% did, that'd be 170 million Muslims. We'd have World War III. So they may believe that, but but really, I think the thing that most Americans need to know is there's never been a greater time to reach out to Muslims. They are open. And Todd, we have some friends. We live in... in um, uh, America here, and we have some friends that reached out to a couple that are from Kuwait. And this couple lived down the block, they're great neighbors, and they had them over for dinner. And they had two kids that were at the dinner, and these are practicing Muslims. And the kids were just frantic. This this friend of mine, Jay, said it was like they drank Red Bull or something before they came, <laughs> they were out. And the mom stopped at dinner and said, I'm so sorry our kids are like out of control tonight. And they're just really excited because we've lived in America for seven years now, going on eight. And this is the first time we've been asked to come into an American home. And we're just so thrilled. Oh, my goodness. That's like a knife through my chest. And I'm talking about an area that is well-churched where people are talking about reaching others to your face. So are there some that are outside of our off the table. We're not, no. And as they have spent time with them, tremendous conversations. They're very interested about Jesus, but nobody was looking out to even get to know him. Wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a very convicting thing. Yeah. Um, just, just the simple act of opening your home uh, inviting Muslims into our homes as Christians, welcoming them, fellowshipping with them, building relationships, having conversations. What do I need to know as a Christian? Because, you know, I'm not a big apologist, and, yeah. I, and I don't know, and how will I answer their questions? And I have all these fears. What do you advise me as I'm trying to start that process, as I'm trying to make that relationship? Because, you know, my neighbor or my classmate or my coworker is a Muslim, and I'd yeah. love to help lead them to Jesus. What's what your advice to me? You know, it's really interesting. They've done surveys with former Muslims, MBBs, Muslim background believers. The number one thing that they say drew them to Jesus was the love that they felt from other Christians and the love that they saw between husband and wife or father and children that was different for them to see. They sensed something was different. And and obviously, the Bible is huge once they read a Bible, or some of them have dreams, and that, you know, sparks some questions. So uh, that's number one. If we can show them love. Jesus said by this, all men will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We all know that. That's our spiritual ID bracelet. That's what sets us apart. That's why Christians in Syria are known as the Bible people. They they <laughs> love us, and they don't want to do anything they don't want our money. They don't want to hurt us. They're just, they read the Bible and they love us. I, I'm so struck by your advice is not something we say. It's who we are. Exactly. It's what we do. Uh, it, it's I don't have to have a, a memorized speech. I don't have to know the answer to every question they might possibly ask. It's what I do. It's what Absolutely. I am. Absolutely. Yes. Then I would say... Um, in that attitude of love as you bring them to your house, or maybe you go to their house. Um, we have teams that go every month to the mosque, and we go in and uh, meet with Muslims that are there, and they're open to relationships, kind of curious why people are there and want to ask questions. But I would say then next, find out about them. Ask them 
questions. Where where did your family originally come from? So what is it? Ask them questions. Okay, so you're Arab. Does that mean you're a Sunni Muslim? What's the difference between that and Shiite? Ask questions. Ask about their culture. Um, ask what it's like to live there. They want to express that, and they feel very marginalized in America. People just kind of push them to the side and don't deal with them. So ask questions. Here's a caution, a third thing. Stay out of politics. No matter what they say, that is a dead-end road. That is a brick wall that will end any conversation. So just get ready for the worst thing you can imagine hearing, and you're just going to pass that off because you know what? Politics will not save them. Only Jesus can do that saving work. So just forget about that. That's not what's in play here. These are souls hanging in the balance. And so we're going to ignore all of that. Show them Jesus' love. Ask them questions. Reach out to them. Ask them questions about their faith. And then in turn, typically, Todd, they'll ask you questions about your faith. In fact, uh, one man said this to me, and he didn't say it in a real friendly way. He was angry. This was in the West Bank. He said, Mr. Christian, I'll convert and become a Christian if you can answer this question. And nobody can. I've asked all your Christian friends. If Jesus is God, why couldn't he get down off the cross? Did he not have enough power? And I said to him, his name is Nimmer. I said, Nimmer, that's an excellent question. I, I'm glad that you asked that. But man, there's a really easy answer for that. And the answer is this. He didn't get down off the cross because he didn't want to. He wanted to die for my sins. I have sin in my life. The world does. People do. You do. I'm sure you're not perfect, are you? Well, no. And, and so we were able to have that conversation. So I think when you're having them into your home or you're in their home, ask them questions. That will spark some time. But I think initially you are laying the groundwork of loving them, being their friend. And hey, here's something that we did, Todd, after 9-11. I met a couple of Muslims that had been targeted. Uh, everybody thought everybody's a part of this, right? And so I asked this man that I knew, I said, have you had static and a lot of problems after 9-11? He said, yes. And I said, you know what? I just want to give you my phone number. If you ever have any problems and you need someone to call, please call me. Now, am I agreeing with what he believes? Absolutely not. But I do want to be his friend. Right. Because that's going to be a conduit to sharing the gospel. You're listening to Todd Nettleton on the Voice of the Martyrs radio network. You're listening to Voice of the Martyrs radio network, and we're speaking with Tom Doyle. He's the vice president and Middle East director for E3 Partners. He's also the author of a new book called Killing Christians. Uh, Tom, you have said that, that persecution is becoming the new normal. Uh, what do you mean by that? And, and if it's true... What does that mean to me as an American Christian? Yeah. Because it's not normal for me. So kind of expand on that a little bit. You know, I think uh, I think something changed spring, summer of uh, 2014 as ISIS comes onto the scene and doing things that are so treacherous, so evil that other terrorist groups are distancing themselves from them, one being al-Qaeda. But yet they continue to grow. And they were reaching out on the internet and they were getting young recruits and they're even getting Westerners and they've got a lot of money. 
you know, Al-Qaeda started with $35 million. They had $1.2 billion. They had a lot of oil and all of that in Iraq. And so, so they started to grow, and um, the persecution became normal. It was night after night. One night, Todd, I'm watching the news. The first seven stories on a secular news source were about Christian persecution. Wow. At the hands of Muslims. Uh, it was shocking to say that they would give it that, that much. That never happens yeah. on the news. And so what does that mean in America? People say, is persecution coming? Persecution's here. There are former Muslims that have died in America because someone in their family turned on them. It got covered up. Maybe they're not being prosecuted. Maybe they are. That's happening. There are safe houses now throughout America in major American cities for Muslim converts, those that are following Jesus now, to escape to. We know some of the leaders. They're there. So it may not be this lining up and decapitating them like we see in Syria, but it's happening. The influence is here, and we have to be ready for it. And how do we get ready? I, I think that's the question on, on the minds of, of American Christians, particularly parents, grandparents. Yeah. How do we prepare our children? How do we prepare our grandchildren? What, how would you advise them to do that? Well, you know, I think we look at the end as we read the book of Revelation, and of course there's just a bloodbath before Jesus comes back. And, and, and start with the end in mind first. What is the, 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 we would think, humanly speaking, the worst that could happen, we could lose our life, but that's not the worst. In fact, that's the ultimate sign of victory. In Revelation, it says they conquered him. In one translation, they overcame him. They conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love life more than death. And so like we said in a previous um, recording, that that option's not off the table. We just may think it is. But we live in the world. And Jesus said, they hate you because they hate me. And so that's out there. I think we have to be prepared for it. Now, I think on the other hand, we need to pray for our government. And our government will stand against this and call terrorism what it is and seek to put those away or expel them from our country. I think we're praying as Hebrews 13 tells us to pray for our elected officials and pray that they will, will um, be effective against some of these things. And of course, ultimately, it's all about getting the gospel to the ends of the earth. The unengaged people groups where nobody's telling them about Jesus, that's so important. So all of this is coinciding, but I don't see how we're going to escape this persecution. I think we need to just get ready for it in our mind. And I think one more way I encourage listeners is these stories. Uh, the stories in this book, Killing mm -hmm. Christians, the stories in the Voice of the Martyrs newsletter— as yes. we see the faithfulness of these brothers and sisters, our hearts are stirred and challenged and inspired. And we say, listen, if God could do that for them, he could Absolutely. do it for me too. If they can stand by the power of the Holy Spirit, I can also stand when that moment comes. So that's another part of preparing ourselves. Tom, you travel to the Middle East, and we've talked about the danger. We've talked about ISIS, uh, you know, making videotapes of cutting the heads off of Americans like Tom Doyle. Uh, when you go, are, are you afraid? Do you Have you dealt with that issue of 
of fearfulness? You know, that's a very good question. And uh, I'm no different from anybody else. I mean, when I was a kid, I ran from fights. Todd, I was not, (laughs) you know, the big star. And uh, But what Jesus calls you to do, he equips you to do. And so we had an interesting experience. My wife, Joanna, and I went one night to Denver, Colorado, and we watched the Celtic women. They sing Irish music. I'm Thomas James Patrick Doyle, so that (laughs) makes my Irish blood boil, you know, and I loved it, and we had a blast. We came out. It was about midnight. We're walking to our car, which was several blocks away, and there are street gang guys out there. There's there's people hanging out, want to have money, take your money and, and all that. And we're walking. And I said to Joanne, and this was just recently, I said, wow, it's really scary down here. And she just stopped and said, you're scared? And I said, yeah, that is weird. She said, do you work? You walk in downtown Gaza at night. Why would you be afraid? And I said, I don't know. That's, that is strange. And she said, I know what it is. Because God didn't call us to downtown Denver. That's a special ministry of uh-huh. people that are called to do. Uh-huh. He called us to the Middle East. Whatever he calls us to do, he's going to equip you. It's only Jesus that could do that to where we, uh, my wife Joanne, our children, go into those areas, feel perfectly comfortable. It's his Holy Spirit doing that. You're listening to Todd Nettleton on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. That is a great testimony to our listeners. And even as we've talked about, you know, sharing your faith with Muslims, we say, well, I'm afraid. Well, when God calls you to do that, he'll equip, he'll open the door. Um, When you're going into a place like, like Syria, like Gaza, like Iraq, how do you prepare spiritually? Uh, how, how do you set your heart and set your mind for that kind of ministry? You know, that is a great question, and I think we just have to realize spiritually we're walking deep behind enemy lines. There will be blowback. Expect it. it it's coming. And so we take literally every day to put on the armor of God from Ephesians 6. I, I don't think that's just a figurative thing because Paul saw Roman soldiers running around, and that makes a good analogy. I think as believers— if we don't and prepare our hearts and minds, we can get creamed out there. And so so we do, we take that literally to prepare ourselves so we can go in knowing that there's going to be an onslaught. Um, it, it can be vicious. Um, I can just say this, Todd, I was in Iran at one point and um, so thankful to deliver Bibles to underground believers. And I went to get some change at a bank. They didn't have change, and we're in Tehran, and then go down to this bank. It's a block away. Well, we don't have change here. Go to this one. So I'm about a half a mile from the hotel. They're saying they don't have enough. I was changing a lot of money. So I'm walking down this street, and all of a sudden I hear this voice, and I, I Todd, I don't come from an Assemblies of God background or anything. <laughs> I hear this voice behind me, why don't you give up? You're going to lose. And it was as if someone was maybe two, three feet behind me, loud, clear. Turned around, nobody there. Kept walking. I said, why don't you give up? You're going to lose. And I turned around and I said, in the name of Jesus, enemy of Christ, leave me alone. I I don't even know what that was. 
but it's real out there. It's palpable. You can feel it. You can sense the darkness. We have people that get into a country like that and immediately feel the oppression, agitation in their spirit. Maybe even husband and wife not getting along, and they just that's not typical for them. Um, so we we just prepare every step of the way. Keep the armor on, and 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 don't take it off. And what I hear you say is never take it lightly. Oh. Uh, and and for those who are listening, you want to do outreach, you want to do ministry, never take it lightly. Uh, Tom, tell us about E3 Partners. Tell us about what you're doing in the Middle East and how you're ministering the gospel and uh, how VOM is is involved in partnering with you. Uh, we are so thankful to partner with Voice of the Martyrs, and together we've identified some believers that God's hand is so clearly on them, and and we're doing some partnerships in, in different countries. We're, we're thrilled to, to do that work with some of the same people. And so we're E3 partners. We equip believers to evangelize their nation, their world, and establish new churches. So it's it's sharing the gospel, discipleship, and and it results in church planting. The New Testament never calls us to plant churches, but in a lot of ways, over 200 times, calls us to make disciples. We do that, they become strong churches. And so training national leaders to do that. We have we also have a heart for the unengaged. Those where there's no viable witness to them, uh, groups that are, and there's about 3,000 of them left, Todd, that have, as far as we know, no gospel penetration. They're just like orphaned people out there, and that's so heartbreaking. So we have a heart for that, um, and this year we've um, looked at 14 groups that we want to go out and engage them, get to know them, engage them with the gospel, and pray that God starts moving with them, so... Tom, as we finish up, I want to ask, because we always, on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, we want to equip people to pray. Uh, So share with us how we can pray first for Christians in the Middle East, Mm -hmm. those who are living for Christ already. And then my second question is going to be, okay, now how do we pray for our enemies? How do we pray Mm -hmm. for ISIS? How do we pray for Muslims there? So just kind of give us some some tools to help us pray. Well, first of all, an attitude. Um, Never have heard any of the believers, whether they're in Gaza, Baghdad, Tehran, ever ask that when we pray that the trials would stop. It's, it's, It's not part of their vocabulary. It's not even part of their thought life. They pray, Jesus, we're in the grinder, Teach us what you want us to know. And one man said this, when I'm in a trial, and this is the former Somalian pirate, Jesus is calling me to be close to him. So this is the equivalent of spending time with him, much like an Old Testament priest. We're coming into the Holy of Holies. So our human mind is run from trials. Uh, what we really should do is run to Jesus, stay at his feet. He's teaching us. So I don't hear them saying, would you pray that this stops? And would you pray that this can... And that's sobering for us as Americans. Uh-huh. When a trial comes, we're kind of looking for the escape hatch, right? What's the quickest pray way? That God will get me out of here. Yes. And so, so that's number one. Secondly, I think it's really important to connect with them. And you can do that from Voice of the Martyrs. People can... I, I felt like as I started reading the magazine, uh, 2000, 2001, that I was just, that I knew these people and, and just the way you present, that's what we want. That's what we need. We also started something that, that partners with Voice of the Martyrs 838 
on Facebook, the number 8, 30 spelled out, and 8. And it gives you two, three times a day, up to the minute, prayer requests from Iraq, Syria, North Carolina, Somalia, these places where believers are in harm's way. We can connect with them. And you can even, they can even get to a safe place where they can send out a message. You can let them know how much you love them and are praying for them. That's that's powerful to be able to do that. So you can do that on Facebook. And then set your watch at 8.38 p.m. every night for Romans 8.38 and 39. And just pray for those that are in prison, persecution, and danger. God will bring them to your mind. But Jesus does not give us the luxury, the option to hate our enemies. <laughs> it's contrary to the Sermon of the Mount. It's contrary to the gospel. And so some of the biggest breakthroughs, like recently, with some of the Christians that left Mosul, one of our leaders said he gathered with two to 300 of them and talked to them through the Sermon of the Mount. Blessed are the peacemakers and that hate was not an option. And Todd, this is sobering, but they were able to forgive ISIS. Wow. wow. Some, yeah. some of their daughters have been taken into sex slavery. Some of their boys have been taken and brainwashed into the army and people have been killed and all their possessions taken, their homes. Every, they took jewelry. They took baby diapers when they left Mosul. But they were able to forgive because what does Ephesians 4 say? Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Don't give the devil a foothold. He takes advantage of us. We think, oh, we're getting that wrath going toward them, justice. It's hindering us. They were able to get unhooked from ISIS and pray for forgiveness. And, and now God's moving among those people in a, in a more powerful way. They're just a deeper relationship with Christ. So we have to, we have to do that. We have to do, I think of my friend that lives in Damascus and Todd, this is just precious. He, he met a Muslim that said, I have had a dream recently and I keep having it. He said, what's the dream? He said, this is what happens. Jesus stands before me and he says, Mohammed, Mohammed, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? And his friend said, oh, yeah, I know exactly. His friend's a Christian. I know exactly. What there was a guy about 2,000 years ago. His name was Saul. Same dream, same city. <laughs> Let me read it to you. They go to the book of Acts, and he said, this is what happened to me, this, these words. This man eventually came to faith in Christ. Isn't that amazing? That's our wow. God. That's the one who reconciles. Tom Doyle, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. It flows out of you. I can mm. tell your great love for the people of the Middle East. Uh, thank you for writing the book, Killing Christians. I encourage our listeners, share copies with your pastor, with your Sunday school teacher, uh, people who need to be encouraged. Uh, Tom Doyle, thanks very much for being with us on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you so much. God bless you. You can order Tom's book, Killing Christians, as well as his book, Dreams and Visions, by clicking on the store link on our website, www.vomradio.net. Also at vomradio.net, you can submit a question or a comment about this program, and there's a link to ask your local Christian radio station to air VOM Radio. We'd love your help to sign up more radio stations to carry this weekly broadcast. There's also a link to sign up for the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter, which Tom talked about receiving and how it inspired him. So I hope you'll take the opportunity to connect with us online at vomradio.net. If you're tweeting about this episode, please use the hashtag vomradio. 
That'll help us connect with you on Twitter. You can also follow the Voice of the Martyrs at VOM underscore USA, at VOM underscore USA. We're also available on Facebook. You can search for the Voice of the Martyrs USA. Please connect with us through these social media channels. Thank you, Tom Doyle, for being with us again this week. I hope all of our listeners will join in prayer for Christians in Iraq and Syria and Iran and Egypt and all across the Middle East. And please also pray that Muslims all over the world will come to know Jesus Christ in a personal way. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next week on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.